I'll talk about it. How big is that goddamn barn you got it going on over there? Small. And by the way, you said HF. Yeah. And you know what I thought in my mind? You thought HF was what? Whole Foods. Ew. And I was like, that's not was, an H. I know. I was like, oh, he's messing with me. Like whole. Oh yeah. Like my whole, my whole, my <laughs> foods. Yeah. And so I was like, I looked up Whole Foods Garner. I was like, there's not a Whole Foods in freaking Garner. So I looked up like cigar shops in, in Garner and I was like fingering around until I found like this HF. Yeah. And yeah. then it was like Harbor Freight. And I was like, eh. freaking got it. Now I know where it is. Whoa, this thing is completely frozen. Yeah. So basically I was going to Harbor Freight today in Garner where I grew up. I've been to the, all those stores in that plaza a thousand times. And um, all of a sudden I see this place that says Cigar Barn or something. Cigar barn. The barn. Something, and I was like, oh, interesting. A cigar shop. It's probably going to be dog shit, because they <laughs> always are. Yeah. And um, and I walk in, and it's, like, all clean, and they've got, like, a couple of nice products displayed. And then I, like, I shift my gaze up. By the way, two dapper gentlemen in the shop. Yeah. That, yeah. like, welcome And it's, that it's welcome called me Cigar in. Barn, right? It's not, like, smoke shop. No, no, it's called Cigar Barn. Nice. Okay. So I lift my gaze up past the dapper young men, and I see the biggest, beautifulest <laughs> cigar humidor I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. Is it on like this scale? Yeah. How big is it compared to this room? Um, probably if you start at the back wall, mm-hmm. you go to um, maybe where the bricks. Maybe a little less. Maybe like the out. That's a big the room. edge of the door. Have you been to the Capitol Smoke in no, Raleigh? No, no. Uh, they got a big one up there. Really? Too. But they theirs is not good because it's all like fancy and it's a glass door, so air can just move freely these, in there. These guys built the whole thing is teak. Like Ooh. all the ceiling tiles are teak. All of the walls Shoot. are covered in teak, and it's got this like. You can see vapor coming out of this big tube. And he's like, D- do you have a desktop humidor at home? I'm like, no, I don't. I just kind of, you know, isn't don't, a don't desktop, buy that. Isn't just a desktop just a box? Yeah, Is but that I, what he meant? I think a box that like maybe like an actively. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and he's like, do you have a desktop humidor at home? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, he he does these. Dude, did you blow it out already? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> basically he's like you're in the world's largest desktop humidor right now <laughs> that's what he said yeah and he's like look at the walls look at the ceiling it's all teak that's like, kind of cool impressive. dude that smells so rancid i don't know it was barely anything i didn't even i didn't even i didn't even think anything was gonna was gonna be coming out Oh, I've had the worst gas all day, but it's not coming out. It's just stuck in there. It's stuck in my in my body. <laughs> I feel it in there. Dude, it smells nasty. All right. Before you keep going with the nasty, okay. we need a PSA of uh, cigar shops. Well, not even cigar shops, but just tobacco shops around our area. We only have one out of probably, we've been to probably 15. Yeah. And there's only one that takes care of their cigars. This place is a entirely different level than that place. Really? Yeah. They I mean they these guys know what they're doing and they the one dude follows me into the humidor cuz the humidor takes up like half the the whole like <laughs> yeah. place. 
he follows me in and then he told me that humidor stuff and then I was basically telling him like I know he's like what do you normally smoke and so I I like he could tell I knew a little bit because I was like telling him the stuff like he knew it and he's like well that's there that's over there <laughs> that's what he was telling me and he's like he's like um they've got these really fancy ones that are called like dursky doos or something they're not dursky doos they're um <laughs> dursky doos they're not dursky doos ooh this is their is that their website um, wow Oh, Davidoff. Yeah, yeah. I've had, They've got I've a had huge one wall of Davidoff. They've got like the most expensive cigar he showed me was like 200 just for one. Wow. I think. And then they had this gigantic one that was like a. <laughs> I was like, is that real? Like, is somebody going to smoke mm. that? And he was like, the last people who bought one that bought it for a bachelor party, he's like, he's like, I'll tell you what, you only need one for the night. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> pass that joint around. But he followed me with this little tray. And and I was I was talking to him for a while and kind of just looking for a really long time. And he would just follow me around and like tell me about the cigars and and uh, I was asking him questions too. So yeah, it was like yeah, invite. Yeah. It was it wasn't unwarranted. It wasn't like non consensual cigar talk. <laughs> and uh, and then he's like, I finally pick one and I'm kind of holding it and I I like kind of glance at him and I see that he's like raised the tray towards me. I'm like oh, and I'm like. I put the cigar in the tray, and I'm like, dude, thanks for the service. That's pretty awesome. Wait, wait. He was just carrying around a tray, and yeah. you just, every cigar you every picked Every cigar you just, pick. You just put it in his little you tray. You put it in the tray, and, and then What he, does he do with it? He brings it back to the register, packages them up in a little bag. Like, it's the same thing, but it's just that it's like a real extra little <laughs> service. And, <laughs> what? But he That's was funny. Hilarious. I, I was messing with him. I was like, I was like, I was like, man, thank you so much for this that service. I was like... Most people, they're like, cigars are in the back. If you need anything from me, I'm not going to like you. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he kind of chuckled, but he's trying to be real. He's trying to be like serious, but he would crack jokes. And he's very like dramatic. Like he'll take a. He's like, if you took a vape shop employee and just dialed the class to 11. So like a really classy, but the same thing where he's kind of like, mm. he's so into the cigars. But instead of being vapes, you know, he just knows the cigars. Inter- do they they don't do any like vapes or anything there no it's just no cigars. they have cigars and like tobacco that you can smoke out of a pipe but only like do they have pipes? high end yeah they have oh, like really cool. fancy pipes very cool and they've got like the, the only lighters that they have there well they have one that's like called their the cigar barn one but uh they've got some like 300 hundred dollar lighters and like Whoa. expensive cutters and stuff like they're they're high end and what he told me because I walked in, I said, I had no idea this place was here. Mm-hmm. It's like, when did you guys open? He's like, October 2nd. So it's not it's not been up for long. It's been a month. And then uh, he's like, "Do you are you familiar with the brand? And I was like, no. He's like, well, the Cigar Barn is in Fayetteville. He's like, and uh, he's like, it's one of the largest uh, cigar lounges like around, at least in the state. And he's like, it's worth traveling to Fayetteville for he's like and if you've been to Fayetteville you know that's saying a lot yeah yeah <laughs> like a lot yeah. so it's a lot so is this one a lounge no it's, it's not just a, lounge. A, store, it's just a store but they have a lounge in Fayetteville. in Fayetteville and that's their like mothership that's where their big thing is is this their second store that they've opened um, I think they have a couple let me see they said they're starting to move to like cities where okay so here's the one in Sanford, wow. one in that is Garner. Big. This is the Garner one. 
Cool. Future location, future location, future location. So this is their second like offshoot that they've opened. And that's the big barn. That place looks awesome. He's like, we can't buy a barn everywhere. He's like, but... That might be a uh, a little road trip. To the barn? On, on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Ride the I, bikes out I've there? I've heard... So I get a magazine from Cigar.com. And there's always like the top 50 cigars of the month or whatever. Yeah. And always the top five are the Davidoffs. Really? Yeah. And I've I've only had one cheap one that was really poorly taken care of yeah. so it was like a flaky davidoff that you know all the flavor was gone the I, leaves were dry i told the guy i had never heard of him davidoff and he was like he's like well it's kind of one of the more like like well-known like good cigars and i mm-hmm. was like I, I kind of corrected myself i was like it's not that i didn't hear of them and i'm saying it like you know, I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. I was, I was like, I've never heard of them because the places I've been going just don't have that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, I did it from the bottom up instead of the top down. Yeah. Like I've been going, I've started the crustiest place ever. That's just like this, you know, Armenian uh, nicotine store, tobacco store. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they've got like a little shelf with cigars on it that are all dry and gross. And I slowly found better and better. And this is like the Mecca as far as I'm concerned. Like this is crazy. Dang, You're gonna go. be so go amped there. when you go there. Maybe I'll go there tomorrow. I just ran out of those cigars. I owe you one of those cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I bought uh for everyone that knows the Daily Wire, there's a guy on there, his name is Michael Knowles, and I listen to his like podcast or whatever. And he came out with this cigar company not too long ago and he set it to release, and it was just this random release, and I happened to be watching the show of the day of the release. And so I went on, and I bought five of his cigars. He's only got two. That It's called Mayflower Cigars. And one's the Dawn, which apparently the lighter ones, you're supposed to smoke in the morning, more of like a midday morning. Okay. And then the, the darker one, the ones I got were the Dusk ones. So unbelievably good. They sold out a four-month supply. What big box chain, I forgot who it was. Um, it might have been Drew Estate. Yeah. Told them they were like in cahoots. And they told them, you're going to only need this amount for four-month supply. Okay. And you don't want to go over that because then they'll start to dry out. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And they're like, okay. And that four-month supply sold out in 24 hours. That's so cool. It's so awesome. But then I don't get to order anymore until the new year oh yeah (laughs) and i bought five and they were so good that i smoked one every day until they were gone and i said i was gonna give you one you're like yeah i'll give you a cigar (laughs) and then last night i see you smoking the cigar and i'm like last one like how many of those do you have you're like um (laughs) shoot (laughs) but when i when i get some more because they're worth the money i mean it was like 70 bucks for five of them yeah which is like pretty standard i guess it's like 13 bucks a cigar or something uh-huh. i'm good I'm, i'll give you well one. the pricing seems pretty good at this new place too like low, okay. lower than anywhere else it really seems, it seems okay i mean i was seeing like decent prices and they have the 30 anniversary perdomos which he was like he was like, we're the only store in North Carolina that has the 30th anniversary Perdomos. He's like, you'll see the like the 10 and the 15s everywhere. He's like, you're not going to see the 30s. And he's and I'm like, well, how did you manage that? And he's like, I would say respect or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, it's kind of a respect thing. Like they, like 
we've done business for long enough that they're like it's like a inclu- uh not inclusive uh sub uh <laughs> yeah, i know what you mean i know what you mean I'm exclusive sorry. yeah yeah exclusive. i i thought our our shop had the 30 but i probably not maybe it does maybe and he, and he doesn't know he's, and he's like he swindled yeah. you it's possible he was a, he but how much was it how much was it 13 bucks see that's cheaper than sunset yeah it might have been it might have been 14 but it was not 15 i think the ones there are like 14.99 yeah i was looking at like the oliva g's were like eight really i'm pretty sure yeah so it's like the prices are good like a dollar less yeah it seems like a dollar less because they've got a lot of inventory you can tell that barn place does well because they set up a shop yeah, here. shop, shop. Like a good shop. Oh my god. She, what? Got Ray running through the scene once again. This is an active living quarters now, so there's going to be more um, oh strangeness god. going on in the background. So like, like squatting quarters. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was an, a random adventure today that I, you know, I spent thirty bucks I shouldn't have because I got to be. Not spending money, but oh, how many you got? Two, yeah. What you got a 30 and, and a spent... what you got a Perdomo and what else? Um, it's a Gurkha. Uh, the what's the ghost one called? Yeah, the Gurkha ghost, but what's the the exorcist? The... Yeah, it's a Gurkha ghost, but it's not the exorcist, it's a different one, which is the same cigar. Mm-hmm. But it's a different, it's a smaller size, so you get more flavor. Okay. So And it's like, it's the same length, but it's a, just narrower. Okay, okay, okay. It's not the exorcist. The Churchill. I'm learning yeah. about, like, uh, I've learned that I think it's Robusto and, like, Churchill are are the sizes. Yeah. And then there's, like... Like the ring gauge or whatever. Yeah, like a Maduro is... Uh, yeah, I am still learning. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that much about it. And I even told this dude, like, I wanted to basically disarm myself in there. I was like, I don't, I was like, I know what I like that I've had. I was like, I've had a decent amount of the cigars in here, but, but, uh, I'm not like not, some yeah. kind of connoisseur that yeah. knows what's going on. I'm just kind of like picking up stuff I know mm-hmm. I like. So, and he wasn't, he wasn't a dick about it either. Like, he wasn't, he never made it seem like, Oh, I didn't know what was going on. Like they were cool guys. They were okay, nice. Cool. And they were really the the service was on point. Like with service being so bad everywhere these days. Yeah. These guys were dressed well, like well kept, very nice and welcoming when I walked in. Literally walked with me my whole time through the thing, which if it was the wrong person would have been annoying, but I, I ended up liking the dude. Like he was Yeah. You know, yeah. he was nice and he was just he was telling me like I was asking him all kinds of questions. He and he would tell me like I don't know anything about that one. He's like I know about it. I just don't know. Like I've never had one. I don't. Mm. He was he was a he seemed honest. I decided recently. Sorry for yelling. I decided recently that <laughs> I am very into honesty. Yeah, who is not? Well, you, did I tell you about the dirt bike I bought? The liar guy. No, 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 I didn't hear about him lying. No, no, no. I bought a dirt bike, broken dirt bike. Um, and I had lined up. The engine was locked up, so I had lined up on the same day the purchase of a engine 
mm-hmm. out of the same bike for a really good price. And it turned out that guy was in um, in New York, and his ad was in Cary, so mm-hmm. it didn't work out anyway. But he said he could offer shipping. He didn't tell me, but it said so in his ad. And I, so I was going to get it shipped, but I looked at his, I asked him why, like, what happened to the bike? Like, why is it just an engine? And he was like, I wrecked the bike. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you can wreck a bike pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to his page and the frame, like the whole frame of the bike, like the rolling chassis of the bike, which is without the engine, is for sale. Hmm. And then I go to another one of his ads for a different engine. And he's like, I wrecked this bike, so I'm parting out the engine. And I'm like, this guy's lied to me. And it is fishy. And I, it bothered me so much. Like I, if, if he lied to me, I mean, not to my face, but over this, you know, messenger, I, it bothers me to the point where I will not do business with him. Like, the, even if I thought that it was going to be a good engine, yeah. I don't trust him. Yeah. And that's super fishy. Why, why would you ever lie to someone you don't about need, it? Yeah. Especially if you have other ads. <laughs> I wrecked the bike. There's like the perfectly good bike. Yeah. Right there. It yeah, it's so weird. I don't I don't get lying. I feel like I feel like you can be honest with everybody and it will never bite you in the ass. No, no, never. I feel Especially, like there there will be times where maybe like a lie you'd get a little quick like boost of you'd get something, like you'd you'd earn or or you know, earn yourself something for lying, but in the long run it's just never no, when you when you it. sell something, you want to you want to tell the person exactly what they're gonna buy. Exactly. Or you're kind of a crummy person. Yeah. Anytime I've sold something like dirt bikes, cars, whatever, I've told the people exactly what they're getting into. Yeah. Yep. Why it is this price is because of yada yada yada. Yep. The there's no reason in being like, man, this thing's perfect, man, out of the box, man. I swear to God, a single go, hundred thousand miles, no yeah, problem. Yeah. It's like, bro. This leaf spring's acting funny. The hubs are a little yeah. wanky. It's like, you know, but it's an old car, easy to work on. It's, and the more you're honest with them, the the better they're going to feel about you. Yeah. Like whenever you, I've walked up to situations before where people aren't honest with me and it, it does turn you off to the deal. Even the bike I bought, um, he wanted like 1700 bucks for it with a locked up engine but it said in the ad absolutely mint he said all it needs is the plastics and the engine to be fixed and when i got there i immediately saw it was not mint, absolutely mint. Absolutely like the radiators mint, whatever, bashed yeah. in all the plastic the heat which to be fair he did say the plastics needed to be replaced but there's like a the clutch cable snapped like there's stuff wrong with it all over it it's got crappy, cheap grips on it. Like, it's not absolutely mint. But he was honest in person, and I, you know, I told him I'd give him a thousand bucks, which I probably shouldn't have done. But today, I started uh, posting a bunch of the parts to eBay, which I know you've had bad experience with eBay selling. Yeah, but I hate eBay. But I think that I can make, I know I can make my money back. It's a matter of how long it's going to take, and then just, like, I think I'll make some money off of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
We'll see. You just gotta make sure those eBay rules and regulations are on your side. I know. Well, I, I literally sell... just checked when we were talking about. It, I checked my account, and yeah. they still haven't given me like the eighty bucks that they owe me. <laughs> and the the customer support will not help at all. That's a long gone. Yeah, thirty percent too. I I sold these golf clubs for eight hundred dollars, and they took thirty percent, <laughs> and then eighty more dollars of mine <laughs> for no reason. Never gave it back. That is insane, actually. I mean, thirty percent of eight hundred dollars—freaking a lot of money. eBay's just recently dumped a lot of money into marketing for car and bike parts. Like yeah, I, I, I hear that, that the eBay yeah. Motors ads these days are everywhere. I have noticed that. I have noticed that. You but keep they, your rider die alive with the eBay Motors. I'm not. I'm not. I don't shop on eBay. I don't sell on eBay because they're a bunch of scumbags. Yeah, I, I I I buy a lot off eBay. Some of these old bikes I have, the only place to find parts. Like there's this one dude called uh, Sled Parts Guy. I'm pretty sure he's Sled Parts Guy, um, and he just makes all of these little like parts that are hard to get. Sled and parts guy. Yeah, and I'm sure he started with sleds, you know, like uh, you know, ski jet ski, m- ski mobiles, yeah. Ski mobiles, yeah. But um he is making all these old motorcycle parts now too and and he's been the reason that I've gotten some bikes back together. That random dude on eBay. So, I like eBay for what it is and it's the best way to sell to like to really show a lot of people the thing you have for sale. Because even with Facebook Marketplace, you can sell it as shippable, and then it'll show everybody, and you can even buy through it. Yeah. But it's hard to, I don't know. I think that there would be so much money in an actual good local and non-local sales platform private sales platform oh yeah because because facebook marketplace is by far the best yeah yeah they do it the best and i don't like facebook as a company for a whole bunch of reasons and it's not even that good no they could it's just the best the mess the messaging the like separate app messaging takes me off they could yeah it could be like an all-in-one just beautiful craigslist (laughs) yeah yeah because craigslist in its heyday was revolutionary yeah and because and craigslist still you can still find good deals on there but i don't even really go on there anymore because everybody's moved to facebook and the the cool thing about facebook the my favorite thing about facebook is that you can see their profile yeah, you can see what type of guy. So, you're so you can with. click on them. You see their picture. You see how long they've been on Facebook, and then sometimes you can see like their f- friends, or maybe you can't see their actual details, but you could tell they're like a regular person who lives around the place. Yeah, yeah. I d- I just don't understand why Craigslist didn't make a move when Facebook did. I just don't think that there's a lot of money behind Craigslist, and I and I don't think that it's a I think it's one of those things where they someone made it back in the day. I mean, when did Craigslist come out? Probably when do you the think? early 2000s. I feel like it might have even been 90s. Could have been. It looks like it's from the 90s. Let it hasn't changed a bit. 
and now it's just a used car not used car it's like dealerships mm-hmm. with a thousand keywords yep it's super obnoxious I wish someone would just buy Craigslist. Craigslist was founded in 1995. Wow. By Craig. Craig. Yeah. By Craig Newman. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know who... Oh, it's headquartered out of San Francisco. Ooh. Grody. That's poopy. That's why it's such a scumbag website now. Yeah, but the same thing is, like, the guy, Craig... He started it in 95. He's he probably, probably made a de- bunch of money off of dead. it. He's either dead or he's made all his money he wants to make off of it. Like that's They're not an active company, obviously, because it would have been getting better constantly. Like That dude just made a cool is, company. You wouldn't have to. like You already have the name. Yeah. It's huge. You wouldn't have to do a ton. You'd no. pay like 20 grand to make a beautiful app. Yeah, they probably perfectly. could. And obviously, like the servers would have to be bolstered because right now all of the ads are just pictures and basic text so if you have to make (laughs) everything more complicated the the posting that's the thing i hate about craigslist was the the posting was so like wonky yeah you ran through these like steps it's kind of like that with facebook but then it's like all right verify your email and Uh click this and you'll view your edit edit it before you go it's like a whole it took like an hour back in the day to freaking post something it did and you couldn't post a car without paying Mm-mm. yeah so yeah we did a car on there one time and we just posted not as a car yeah <laughs> yeah that works yeah i've i've sold a lot of stuff on facebook marketplace i've I don't know if I've ever sold something on Craigslist. And, like, everything that I used to post on Facebook, I would also post to Craigslist. And I would just get scams from the Craigslist yeah, ends. I, I sold a lot of stuff on or Craigslist, but after yeah, after the scams started rolling in and the, 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 the car dealerships started rolling in, I was freaking out of there. The car dealership thing is so frustrating because it just drowns all the real ads. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you can't. You literally can't find anything. Can't find anything on there. Nothing. Water buffets. I found a good podcast. What is it? Well, I found it, and one. I think you actually told me about it a while back, but um, I finally listened to them today. And or to him today, and I and I actually all right. So I'll I'll make this a big story. It was one that I found that I suggested. Yeah, you suggested him is a guy. Um. Oh, let me let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Chris Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I listened to him on trigonometry, which, by the way, that's funny. But it's funny because they had the whole thing with um. Tony Hinchcliffe. Did you listen to that one? No, I didn't listen to that so one. So basically, no. trigonometry is this like they're they're like this semi-conservative. They're not really even conservative. They are British dudes who used to be in like mainstream comedy in the industry as they say, but then they basically started this podcast which is a platform to show like to bring things to light that are not normally shown by mainstream media and they yeah. do a good job Things at that it. are goofy yeah and they bring they brought on tony hinchcliffe who runs uh the show 
uh, Kill Tony. And the dude is a he's a roast comedian. Like that's it. That was his whole thing before that's anything his else. Stick. His whole thing before anybody anything else was getting on the MTV or Comedy Central or whatever the roasts, the Comedy Central roasts. Like he was he was basically pioneering all that like just comedians like I watched some of, of his old other. stuff. And is it any good? It is. It's yeah, like I mean yeah. it's like him now where it just comes naturally to yeah. him where it's like freaking flaming people out of their seats. Yeah. Not usually doesn't come naturally to people, but for him it just does. It's, oh. It's cuz he's a 57 leprechaun. Yeah, Dang, he's that's a, a lot of puncher's chance. I know. That's a full pour. That is. Well, it's the last one. Sippington City. See you later. Yeah. We'll see if we'll this podcast gets tomorrow. uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, he called a Chinese comedian the Chinese N-word. Chink. Yeah. <laughs> and he was doing it jokingly, and... It's this whole... Th- it's a very interesting story, and he's a good storyteller, so I recommend you go listen to the Trigonometry Tony Hinchcliffe Cancelled for a Joke episode. Very good, entertaining episode, even if you don't really like Tony, which a lot of people don't because he sounds annoying. But he's funny. He's gay. He's not even gay. <laughs> oh, I just spilled a bunch of Puncher's Chants. See, hear, hear Tyler say he's not even gay, and then go listen to him. Yeah, and you'll think he's gay. I <laughs> thought he was gay. And the thing is, the first episode of Kill Tony I ever listened to is when one of his regulars who comes on, which Kill Tony, if you don't know, quick summary, um, him and a board of real like famous comedians sit as people one by one get pulled out of a bucket who signed up for 60 seconds of stand-up comedy on a stage and on that stage is just him at a table with like three other comedians and a full band, like a really good band actually. And these people have 60 seconds to try and make people laugh. And then Tony just rips them a new one. And yeah, that's, that's it. It's just, it's just over and over. Yeah, yeah. And he's got like three regulars and this one regular is another roast guy. And he just constantly calls Tony gay. <laughs> so I thought for a long time that Tony was actually gay. <laughs> And then I just I realized like when he was talking about women, I think he's actually like one of those player guys who's like never gonna settle down. Oh, hundred percent. Forties. Because he's an only child. Yeah. Only childs are kind of psychotic. They are. They're really psychotic. Yeah, he's not gonna settle down. No. Yeah, he's he's out of his mind. But um, he's funny, and I recommend you go listen to that podcast. But basically, yeah. The, to get back to it, <laughs> I listened to Chris Williamson on the Trigonometry podcast, and he's this British dude that he has like an interesting background. He was on Love Island. He was in the first season. Yeah, and he was talking about how he was all depressed, and he was on the first season of Love Island. He got his like 15 seconds of fame or whatever the saying is, and he got his like verified on Twitter and everything after it and got mm-hmm. all his check marks and he's like and then he was all depressed so then he started trying to figure out like his life and then he started this whole company basically that it's called Modern Wisdom and he's just talking about all kinds of cool stuff Modern Wisdom Yeah and he's talking about like this feminization of America and uh, he's an he's an interesting guy I recommend a listen to him 
I like him a lot because he's from the UK, and when he, whenever he has another UK guy on, they're the banter between UK people, really funny. Yeah, really funny. Yeah, and also I have to say I like listening to podcasts that don't take place in America and they're not American citizens because you get to hear politics that don't relate to your own shit you're in every day true. so even though chris is in america yeah but but i'm saying that like when he's talking with the trigonometry guys mm. like they're all three of them british the two tr- trigonometry guys yeah, are british yeah, yeah. and he's british so like they're talking about american politics and i mean they spend they all spend a lot of time in america i don't know if any of them have their citizenship or what but I think Chris does. He lives in Austin. Okay. But basically, you know, they're I like listening to them talking about politics in general. I don't give a crap about British politics. I just don't. No. But it's fun to a listen bunch to of people wanka, talking a bunch about of wankas. it. Because you don't have any opinions on the people. You're just listening to policy and you're just deciding if you like the policy or not. It's like a fun it's a fun thing. I listen to um Jay Leno telling a political joke that didn't involve any political party and it was bad. It wasn't funny, but it was interesting. Was he trying to he was trying to like do a joke? Yeah, he was on the trigonometry. I'm telling you, I'm listening to oh, trigonometry. Oh, I've been oh, listening to them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I've been listening to their podcast. I've been doing Been that. on them. I was listening to Bill Murray on there. Don't like Bill Murray, so I turned it off. Bill Murray was on there? Yeah. And you don't like him? Um, Did you like him before? Is it Bill Murray? Let me double it check. Better not Bill be Murray. Bill Murray. I love Bill. Who's Murray. Bill Murray? He's uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, I think Groundhog Day. Bill Maher. Oh no, we don't like Bill Maher that much. Bill Maher is freaking annoying. I'm glad it wasn't Bill Murray. Bill, yeah, it wasn't Bill Murray. Sorry <laughs> for disgracing his fine name or his uh good name. That's alright. Forgive. Forgiveness. Christmas is coming, baby. I have a very mixed relationship with Christmas. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Christmas is the most happy time of the year. It is not. It is. It is the most stressful time of the year for me. You must have had a bad upbringing. No, 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 no. When I was young, I could not wait for Christmas. I still can't wait for Christmas. I love Christmas. <laughs> Christmas got complicated when I had to start buying people presents and not just that. It feels like it's a performative act. Like Christmas you have to perform. You have to make it jolly. You have to make it joyous. And you have to make everybody happy. And you have to make sure all the once you, when you're in a relationship with somebody, especially now that I'm engaged, you have to like, you have to make sure that you spend time with the, all the families. And it's like, it's like, why don't we do the blah, 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 blah. When are you going to be here? When are you going to be there? It's like a whole thing. And then you have to buy people presents. And then you, you always feel like the people you buy presents for, I mean, anybody I, that I know that I buy a present for, they're going to like it. But then I'm like, some people I won't buy presents for because I'm like, they're not going to give me a present. And then they do. And then I'm like, frick, I didn't mean to 
Like, I now I'm the guy who didn't did it. It's I just feel, stressful. I for think me. you're overcomplicating it. I feel like you get too too joyous, and then it brings you back down. It's like the Christmas paradox, oh. <laughs> and you just gotta ride that that like the Christmas uh, joy wave. Yeah, and you just gotta stay at the joyfulness, and then right above the joyfulness is like the stressfulness, and you can't be there. Oh, you have to you have to edge Christmas. You have to edge out Christmas. <laughs> Santa Claus gonna edge you out. Swear to God. Rudolph gonna be right behind him. Swear to God, snow on me, frost man. Like a red nose, <laughs> like 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 a red nose. Man, this puncher's chance is strong. Yeah, it is. It's really strong. I decided I'm gonna take a break from everything this week. Ugh. You're doing a nice a nice little sober week. Yeah, sober. I don't know. I every time I like uh like I buy a bottle of bourbon. And I just want to sip it until it's gone. And then when it's gone, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm like totally good. Now the puncher's chance is gone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> totally. The rest of it's in my cup. If it's not in the house, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and find it. Yeah, I have the same thing because I like to. I'm I'm really getting amped for my month. I like to do my month. Are your time of the month? Yeah, my time of the month. No, I like to do my sober month. Oh, you stunk it out again. Ooh, that's not It good. smells the same. It smells like so bad. It smells like <laughs> sulfuric gas. Oh, I just bought this six-pound bag of protein. Oh, it's giving me the protein toots? Yeah. Yeah. They've been bad today, so my, my gut biome has got a... Gotta work. My work gut out is for plugged while. up today. <laughs> it's been bad. I released. I released two high duration, low output farts today, and that's that's it. That's that's kind of normal though. That well, no, no. Normally, not normal for you, but normal for like everybody. Normally, else. they're they're medium duration, high output, which is comfortable. I mean, that's what makes settles my stomach because oh I'm God. my my gut. Was not, it, it was not designed well. Or well, the design, I'll say the design. I think it's what you're putting in it. I think I, it's designed well. It's just you're putting in no, like, because it's like a diesel engine, like you're, and you're throwing in like grass. No, because <laughs> I eat the same crap that you eat. The same crap. <laughs> yeah, and I don't smell very good. Yeah, but you don't have the same. But you don't eat the output. exact same stuff I eat. Not the exact same, but it's not too far off. But I'm counting. I'm counting my stuff. I'm I'm taking in. Okay. Well, then I'll go with like my <laughs> my roommates in the past. I've eaten almost the same exact crap that they're eating, and and they're you know normal. And I don't even eat bad. Maybe they're not telling you. They're just eat, they're actually eating well, and I'm eating well. <laughs> what did I eat today? Let me think. I I woke up. I had two eggs. Two sausages, like little sausages, and a um, mini bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at lunchtime, I had some of the leftover Stouffer's chicken parmesan and <laughs> <laughs> and a PB and J, cheese and carbs. Yeah, it wasn't that healthy for lunch today. <laughs> and then. I didn't have any dinner. I'm I... eating well. 
That's actually probably better than me. I had three eggs for breakfast, two sausages, a mini bagel. You did one and then more egg than I did. A protein shake with almond milk, spinach, beef broth. Beef broth? And then the, yeah, it's a little extra salt and protein in there. Okay. And it gives it a little flavor. And then uh, the protein, then I left the house. I had a, what did I have? I had like a little protein bag of chips, like the Quest chips. Yeah. For a snack around lunch. And then dad and I went to Sheets again because we were out for a while. And I had a, like a real bad sweet tooth. So we got a bag of Charleston chews and we shared that. Mm. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I think. And then oh, I had a salad when I got back. Spinach and just like deli meat and pickle salad. With some light balsamic on there. Okay. And that's been it for me today. Um, that's not too bad, but that's not great. But mine's bad. Mine's not great either. My lunch was the lunch is what the lunch was, was bad. Bitch. It was like but, cheese carbs, yeah. weird jelly carbs. And I think <laughs> I think that the cheese carb chicken deal is what started this whole gas issue for me because I last night that's what we had for dinner. And if I open up the refrigerator, I didn't used to be a very big leftovers guy, but now it's like it's so easy to just eat something that's already made. <laughs> My favorite dinner lately that Bubs made was that sweet potatoes and sausage and all kinds of vegetables thing. Yeah, that was delicious. I was eating that forever. I loved that because it just felt clean to go down. Yeah, the sweet potatoes, the sweet potatoes, something about them. They get that sugar craving away. And yet they're just this superfood that's just packed with every vitamin you can imagine. I do not love sweet potatoes. They make me feel weird to eat. I don't like to... I, I used to hate them. But I started eating them because I know that they're not bad. They're, like, good for you. They're super good. I'll make you some. You've had the my little, like, sweet potato chip thing. Yeah, they're better I when slice, they're crispy. I slice them up real yeah. thin, throw them in a pan. I can actually air fry it now. I forgot about the air fryer. Yeah, the air fryer is a game changer. But... But the, <laughs> definitely the sweet potatoes, I'll eat them because anything that's invariably healthy and not a big deal, I'll eat because I'm not, I'm not a wuss. Like I'm not gonna be yeah, like, you can't be, a, you can't be I don't a wuss like about it. blah blah blah. Like the only stuff that I will be a wuss about is stuff that's not good for you. Like I do not like Chinese food. Chinese food is horrible for you. It's terrible for you, so, but it's so good. So I, I'm not being a wuss by not eating Chinese food. I'm I'm just well. That's kind of wussy though. I mean, like I get where you're coming from because I've thought about this. A oh, lot. I'm bringing this back. By the way, I'm calling people Nancys. Oh, Nancys. So you're kind of being a Nancy by not eating some Chinese. No, all right. Hear me out. <laughs> I thought that I had to like reform and start eating Chinese food until I found out Chinese food is horrible for you. And I don't like it. So, like, why do I need to... Can, I don't need to spend... Because you're an American. I don't God need to it. spend any effort convincing myself to like Chinese food. Because it's not good for you. But if it's sweet potatoes... And, and I didn't like sweet potatoes. And I was like, sweet potatoes are good for me. And they're good food. And they're cheap. And they're they're, like, a good thing to be able to eat. So, I convinced myself that I liked them. And I, I do kind of like them now. Because I'm not yeah, gonna be that. Like I'm those. not gonna be that guy who's like 
Pick what about me. Brussels? Do you like Brussels sprouts? I like Brussels sprouts. Some they're people bitter who and don't like Brussels sprouts are psychotic to me. When they're like oven yeah. roasted Brussels sprouts, they're delicious. Yeah, they're good. And I can't especially believe... when they're like you get that like the outer layer of it is like crisped up, like yeah, almost it's a black crunch. And the... yeah. oh, it's so good. My favorite vegetable, asparagus. Really, favorite green vegetable, asparagus. I love asparagus. Let me try to think of mine. I'll put, so this is my favorite meal ever. If I could have one meal for the rest of my life, it's some form of potato, ideally mashed. <laughs> the worst form? Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. <laughs> Steak and asparagus. And then put some mushrooms in there on the steak or in the asparagus. Ooh, that, that actually and then my really asparagus, good. I cook in butter. Because I think butter is good for you, and I think that everyone who says that it's not... Obviously, if you're eating, like, sticks of butter, it's not good. <laughs> but if you're cooking asparagus, I'd rather eat asparagus cooked in butter than in anything else. Asp- I, pu- I cook it in, like, I put a bunch of the scoops of the um, garlic in, mm-hmm. a bunch of black pepper, a bunch of butter, and some olive oil to raise See, the the smoke point of the oil. I don't think butter is bad for you, but I don't think it's good for you. That's the thing. It's like right in the middle for me. If you use it at excess, it's not good. But butter is like demonized. And then people are putting this like fake shit in their bodies. Like the, I can't believe it's not butter and the Crisco and all the <laughs> fake stuff. It's so bad for you. Yeah. That I, stuff's yeah, actually carcinogenic. I do. I do like the... The like farm raised Irish butter, I forgot what that's called. It's like Irish setter country. I know, something. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I really it's like so that, that butter. It's like the nice salted butter. I don't know why we keep buying unsalted butter. By the way, that takes me out. We're, if I'm gonna eat butter, I yeah. want some salt in it. Well, sometimes if you're making a recipe, it's easier to control how much salt goes in if you put the salt in. And you put the unsalted butter in. That way it doesn't throw your recipe off. That's true, but we barely do that. I don't do it. I also don't buy the butter. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to buy some salted freaking butter. Because like, I I'll do, I want a plain bagel with some salted butter because it's just like yeah. gives you that flavor of the butter and the salt just it pops. But with unsalted butter, it's just like a, <laughs> it's just like a warm, wet blanket over the yeah. top of the bagel. And that can't happen. Bagel, another thing I didn't used to like because I think I just had too many stale bagels. Stale bagels? Stale bagels are boring and, and bad. A Where toasted, the frick were you eating stale bagels? I don't know. I just had like, I, I, I was, <clears throat> my palate when I was young was so st- stupid. It was infantile. Like it was, I, I didn't eat anything. And I I didn't eat much, and I ate I was so picky, and the stuff that I would eat was crazy. I think I was like iron deficient as a baby, so I was eating a lot of liverwurst <laughs> as like a really <laughs> little guy. Cool. But but like other than that, there's nothing like nothing that could potentially be an offensive flavor was going in in my mouth. Like I was not eating anything that was not like hot dogs and like basic stuff. See, people that are our age and and that are picky drive me insane. Me too, and it's because I used to be that, and I didn't like it about myself. And I also, at the same time, like, 
I started to realize there was so much good food. And then even beyond that, I'll, I will relinquish some of the, the like doing of that to bubs. Because when I started dating her, she was like, this is not going to do that. You don't like all these foods. And so she would start making me foods and she wouldn't tell me what was in it. And I would be like, I would be like eating it like I was a starving child. Like I would be like, what is this? And she wouldn't tell me until like after I was done. Yeah, because it's just and she'd be like, good. she'd be like, this is so good. And and but I've always had the mindset of I'll try it at least once. But the issue was I had to reset everything I've tried because I've had a lot of stuff that wasn't done right. So like salmon, for example, my one of my favorite foods of all time. Would not eat that when I was a kid. Like you couldn't even convince me to eat salmon. Sushi, my I think if I had to eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be sushi. Sushi is fantastic, and I would I would gag trying to eat sushi when I was little. Like I couldn't it's, do it. It's, and it's so it's my un-American. favorite now. It's so un-American for people to to I be know. picky. We I, live I in the, hate the we picky. live in one of the only countries that we're allowed to eat whatever we want. Yeah, and. And some people are like, I only want chicken tenders and fish sticks. Yeah. I get I was, ticked off when we go out to eat somewhere fancy and someone orders freaking chicken tenders. I was the kid who, when we went to the Mexican restaurant, I ordered chicken tenders and fries, which, oh. which they, they only made for the kids who wouldn't eat Mexican food. And Mexican food, top five. Cuisines. There's, goddamn, there's a burrito that they deep fry. Freaking chimichanga. It's, yeah. Unbelievably good. A burrito they don't deep fry. A burrito? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the uh, enchiladas. With like carne asada or some like grilled God. chicken or some shredded this pork. getting everybody hungry. What about some uh, carnitas? You know what that is? Some uh, senorita? Yeah. Wow. Truly, if you're a picky eater, you should probably start rethinking some things. Probably jump off a bridge. Yeah, if you're a picky eater, stop. I promise there's so many good flavors out there. And you can get to Flavortown through you know, many different forms of transportation as you far know, as cuisine. God's not going to let you into heaven if you're a picky eater. I'm sorry. Mm. That's one of the... It's in really fine print under the Tenth Commandment. You did not sin, but you also did not eat. <laughs> That's God's <Just> voice. <laughs> go to hell. That's God. Well, I, I'm not going to speak for him. I, I, won't, I won't speak for him. Well, he was speaking through you. Well, I, I won't even claim that, but I'll say that that might be a, one of my guesses. Art thou back down the stairs? Yeah. Eat a chimichanga or go to hell. And yeah. I don't know if that's what he said. I don't know. And I won't even claim that he said that. I won't say anything, but he might. Yeah, when you get to the gates, he hands you a filet mignon medium rare with some, like, truffle drizzle and some, like, lobster bisque. And if you, and if you don't eat it... You ain't getting in. No, you're going down, 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 down. You might go to Arbitrage. Ooh, yeah, yeah, in Lomito. 
Yeah, you might go into Rabido, <laughs> but you're not going to go... You might not go to hell. You might go to Esbido or Azumba, I mean. Wait, what's it called? Libido. Yeah, it's called Libido, yeah. You're gonna, you might go into um, La Bamba. <laughs> but you're not you're, you're not go going straight, to heaven straight to mo bamba you're not <laughs> it's this black box that plays mo bamba non-stop mo bamba <laughs> and you're just there for eternity yeah and then there's just the golden plate of whatever you have to eat yeah it's like smoked ribs <laughs> yeah just something delicious Oh, I don't. Yeah, the baby palette pisses me off. You don't want to get stuck in Mobamba. <laughs> I used to be baby palette guy. I used to oh be like not. I used to not eat right, and it it pisses me off because it used to be me, and I don't want anyone to be stuck in that BS because it is BS. It is. It's 100%. not. You, you don't. You don't. Uh, I don't eat because uh, I'm so stupid. And, uh, I don't like to eat. That's how they sound to me. Oh, dude, this all this food talk is just gassing me out. Right now. Are you gassing out right now? Because I can't smell it right now. But I'm so pissed that you're gassing out because it's gonna smell so bad in here. Oh my god! You should. Oh, tell them the the Knoxville experience with me because oh, it's tough it, it's crazy it's, it's tough to tell from my side like oh i can like tell a school it. shooter telling his side Recounting of the story his, yeah <laughs> his situation yeah. no okay so i'm the school shooter in this instance all right so if this is your first episode of ftd you don't know about bradley and you don't know about the cabinets but likely it's not your first episode and you know about bradley and you know about the cabinets <laughs> Every oh, it smells bad. <laughs> Every once in a while, we go with this guy. He's a contractor who installs cabinets. How do you, he installs them in apartment complexes? How do you get all the cabinets in? There's like ten boxes per apartment complex, uh, per per apartment unit. I mean, like every single apartment has like ten big ass cabinets. Yeah, look in, in your kitchen right install, now. Yeah. How did those cabinets get there? We put them there. We put them there. If you're in an apartment, we put them there. Like, we're the guys who take them off of the semi-truck and get them all the way up into your apartment. If you're on a 10-floor apartment, we were at the 10th floor putting that apartment in, the, the, all the cabinets in. And we probably diddled some stuff in, in your we room. Did. We didn't install them. All we did was get them off the truck and to the room. And then Bradley, who is probably the best cabinet installer this side of the Mississippi installed them with care and gusto and he was listening to some like cheap speaker playing country music and the thing is <laughs> the thing is we are spending hours delivering them and the other thing we're doing for Brad because he's our guy and he pays us well and he's very sweet he's a freaking boy he, our long duck, or not long duck, but our big guy. Yeah, our he's big, big guy. He's tall. He's like six, probably three. He's bigger than us. And what he does is he needs the cabinets out of the cardboard boxes that they come in. So one time we're in Knoxville, Tennessee, which, by the way, far from here. Maybe four hours We could here. see the guy dang uh, 
Knoxville, what is it, Tennessee University football stadium for where we're working. Yeah, we could see it from when we got up to the high floor. Mm-hmm. So basically we're in all these rooms and we're unboxing cabinets. So there's a pile of cardboard boxed up cabinets. Some of them are like 10 foot tall pantries. Some of them are giant boxes. Like each cabinet is a separate wooden box that is just screwed to the wall. That's all it is. And we're taking them out of the cardboard box with the nylon straps around them that they come in. And we're going room to room. We're kind of like, it's hard to get the cardboard off because the boxes are bigger than you are. And then you have to like take all the cardboard and fold it up into some big thing. So you got to get all that cardboard out of the building. So you're like tying it up with the nylon straps and it's like folding it all up. It's, it's a lot of weird. It's weirdly a lot it's of work. It's a lot of work. Like, we spent multiple 12-hour days just taking cabinets out of cardboard. And I'm working with Gus side by side. Everything's going swimmingly. All right? We're getting cabinets out of boxes fast, fastly. We're getting them out of the cabinets. We're putting them into a pile. We're taking the cardboard. We're folding it up. We're setting. We're moving cabinets out of the way so we have room on the floor to fold up the, yeah, probably 20, fold the cardboard. 20 minutes of room. Yeah, we're going so fast by, by cabinet standards that... You, you know, we're kind of setting records. Like we're basically speed running. And Gus, for whatever reason, his gut decides that since he's over state lines, he's in Tennessee. Cheeseburger, no, cheeseburger, he's cheeseburger. no longer in North Carolina. In North Carolina, his gut sometimes it rots, but most of the time it's fine. Today it's rotting. But most of the time it's fine. But we're good. I'm giving a thumbs up to that. This is okay. Hear me out, guys. This is what happens. We walk into the room. We're getting started unboxing. It's going to take us 20 minutes to get out of that room. And that's short. We're going fast. We're going so We're fast. We're working hard. We're going so there's, there's probably, I think there's 14 cabinets per room. Gus rips ass. The second we get into the room. And it smells. So bad. <laughs> it smells <laughs> so bad. Like my eyes are burning. I can feel it in the room. Like it's hard to walk and, through the room because of how thick the air is. And everybody knows listening that when you rip your own fart, it doesn't smell that bad to you. You know it smells bad, but you, it doesn't smell that bad to you because it came from you. Yeah. But this one, I was like, oh, oh. Like sometimes you're taking whiffingtons of your own fart because you're like you're trying to analyze what it smells like. like, You're like, like what did I eat? You know, like you're not even grossed out at all. No, no, Gus was Gaggington. I was Gaggington on my own fartington, (laughs) and it was smelling. It was stinkington, bad. (laughs) And and the thing is, the the only upside because there was an upside there's always an upside all right there's always if you tell me there's not an upside always there there is you're God. wrong god's always watching yeah and he was watching you stinking tin out the room but the cool thing was if i wondered if we had already gotten in that room all i had to do was put my head in the room and i knew if we had been there it was like a tool it was a tool yeah and these these specific uh farts flatulence they would linger for 15 to 20 yeah. minutes. It was like, I mean, I couldn't see them, obviously. I could feel them with my eyes because my eyes were burning, but I couldn't see them. 
but if I could see them, they would be creeping along the floor with little tendrils of green stank <laughs> coming up to my nose and just force feeding my nose with sulfur oxide, just blasting through my my mm. freaking and after the first one went down it was like the floodgates just freaking opened i couldn't stop i could not stop i have not been able to smell a hundred percent like my my sense of smell has not been at a hundred percent since then I, it's lower like, than it, it used to be i i lost i lost some of my like smell resolution that day i'm trying to think of like Mm, like some words to describe this smell, but I just can't. I can't. It smelled like. All right, take an egg. Drill a three quarter inch hole in the egg. Huge hole for an egg. Mm-hmm. Pour the egg out of the three quarter inch hole into a backpack. And then do that again with about 60 more eggs into the backpack. (laughs) It's dripping out of the backpack at the bottom, but eventually, like, you just have, like, the thick part of the egg left in the backpack. None of the, like, watery part. It's all dripped out. Take that, bring it to a inner city public school, put it in a locker, leave it for three years. I'd I'd agree with that. Take that out. And then bring it to one of those natural sulfur geysers that smell like like the gases of the earth. That's me. Clog the geyser with it. So that the, it's got like maybe 140 PSI on one side of stinky water. Yeah. And on the other side is Eggington. I, I think... I'm right there with you. I, I did the eggs too. I think eggs... <laughs> okay, sixty eggs in a Tupperware, with like a splash of like oregano, and raspberry and then, vinaigrette, and then yeah, raspberry vinaigrette, and then seal it, and put it in like a hot car for a few years, and then open yeah. that sucker up, and then get in the car. Like you yeah. have to get in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're stuck with it. Yeah, and it's ninety-seven degrees out. And it's beautiful. And that's what these rooms smelled like. And we were trying to work. And these were, like, I'm not kidding. We worked for, I think, 11 hours both days of that trip. And both days, the every room was sniffed up. And I'm not, the thing is, I'm not proud, but I'm not ashamed. Yeah, and I don't think you can be. If you can make something so powerful, whether it's good or evil... Knoxville was my sixth infinity stone. It completed the gut rot of of the ages. If they would have let me out of that apartment building, the climate change would be real. The sun would be burning. Greta Thunderbuns would have been pissed with <laughs> you. <laughs> they would have looked at like their their little like climate map and they would have seen this giant green and they're like, What's that green? There's a hot spot in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> And it's not red, it's green. Yeah, why is it? Like, the, the, the program only can make red, but somehow it's <laughs> come, it's green. They come and investigate. We have to evacuate the area. It's too... <laughs> it's, it's too it's, stinky. It's too hazardous. 
It's radiating. <laughs> it's radiating out of this apartment building. They've got their full like 3M masks on and they're gagging. They, yeah, they them. all walk in and they're like hazmat suits and they just hear the the music. Yeah, the country music. Ding, yeah, ding, 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 Brad's ding. little tiny speaker <laughs> playing country music while he's installing cabinets, and you're stinking up with a whole building. I'm like Brad, you got any more hinges? <laughs> There he is! The Geiger counter? Yeah, they found me. Can't make a Geiger counter. Son, we're going to need to take you in. It's a national security threat. I could save world hunger with my gun. By making nobody hungry anymore? All of a sudden, no one's hungry anymore. No one has an appetite. They're not full. <laughs> they're not full. They just—they're not hungry anymore. You could make, yeah, you could make a starving African child feel like you didn't want to eat. The appetite abolisher, demolisher, shredder, eviscerator. Yep, that's a—that's uh, me, and that's sometimes the gut that I own. And I don't know exactly what I put in there. I know Rocky's Hot Chicken went in there. I know some weird sandwiches that we made went in there. But it's nothing that bad. No, it wasn't even it wasn't even that bad. I don't get it. So I guess we'll see next time we go to Knoxville. See if I unlock it. And I'll do like what all the e-girls are doing now where they fart in their jars. And then they sell them. Ew, really? Oh, yeah. That's real? Oh, yeah. That one uh, chick was selling her bath water. Oh, that makes me so disgusted. I bought a jar. Really? Yeah. I'll take a Sniffington. I drank it already. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I wish you would have shared a little bit, but... I can't help it. You I drank it? <laughs> Do you think guys are drinking it? Is I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like doing. I would sniff it. If I was, if I was like, unable... Is that your phone? No. Yeah, if I was unable to get any kind of, like, attention from a girl, and I bought bathwater, I don't... I don't... I don't don't know what I would do with it. Maybe I'd pour it on myself. You know what I'd probably do? I'd use it as a bath bomb. I would... I would... I would... Pour myself a bath, put the bath water in, and I feel like we were like connected. Yeah, I don't know what the guys are doing with it. I have no idea because they're like farting in the water and stuff. Ew, coochie stink, coochie pain. Put tape on there. Yeah. Ah, shoot. Oh yeah. Well, Monday evening. Just absolutely beautiful outside. Gas this whole house out. All right, hold on a second. Last minute surprise. Suplex? It's Hulk Hogan. Hello? Yo. Hey. Yo, you're on the pod. Hey, um, I got my... uh. My good headphones on, so does does my mic sound good coming through? Sounds pretty good. Yeah, these are my, my headphones. But I've got a question that's probably pretty good for the pod, actually. Okay. Okay. Um, do you guys know the laws on, like, 
um, tr- like if I wanted to sell a pistol to another guy, yeah. Um, there's this dude on Marketplace that has a toolbox that he wants to trade for for guns. Yeah, and um, I might want to trade him my Sig because I like my I like that gun a lot. I I love I really love that gun actually. It's a you know you know my Sig. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. kind of Sig is it? It's a it's a it's a P nine thirty eight. It's a su- it's like a it's a copy of a nineteen eleven, but it's a subcompact. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 so wait. So it, it it functions like a like a nineteen eleven. It's a single stack, um, hammer fire, fucking just regular safety. It's like it's like a mini nineteen eleven. Oh, that's kind of cool. Ah, I don't know if I want to get rid of wait, it. Wait, um, what's the toolbox? What's the toolbox? It's a a Mac slide top toolbox. It's a but so here, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a nice toolbox. He's got it up there for seven fifty. And I bought that pistol for five fifty. So if he wanted to trade, it would be a good deal for me. Dude, I, don't, I wouldn't be getting rid of guns right now. The, hey, but but here's the thing, right? That gun only holds like six rounds. Hey, and I, and I would probably sell that thing and then probably buy won't buy like a like one like Tyler's like a, yeah, the, but you what's can't it called? the three sixty five. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't buy. A gun with a toolbox. No, we'd write up a bill of sale and everything, and all right. Here's and the... I I would buy the toolbox from him, and then he would buy the gun from me. Yeah, and now they don't require purchase permits in North Carolina, so you probably don't have to do anything. But I I would just write up a bill of sale and have him sign it, and yeah, all that shit. You know, maybe even get it notarized or something. Here's the deal. Yeah. And and I've heard this a lot. Every single gun forum I've ever been on, their main rule is never sell. Never sell? Yeah. Why it's, is that? Because it it's like... Guns always go up. Yeah, just never sell a gun. Yeah, well, so here's the thing is I don't need that gun in my collection. You know what I mean? Like... It's it only holds six rounds. It's a subcomp. I do carry it with me every day, but <laughs> what? It's your everyday carry? No, not yeah. It go. It just fits in my pocket so good. That's why I have it. But it only holds six rounds, and that's the thing. Hey, I would you ain't rather shoot someone with a toolbox. That's true. No, I would just carry my CZ, and then for now, and then eventually, I don't need two pistols right now. You know, I can only carry one at once. I do need a toolbox kind of urgently. And also, I might—I don't know—I might just buy it from him. But uh, the laws might be shaky right now because they don't require pistol purchase permits in North Carolina anymore. And it used to be that was what you did—you would take a purchase permit from the guy, even yeah, in, that's even true. in a private sale. But now they don't require them anymore, so I don't—I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to handle it anymore. Damn. But then well, you shit. Did maybe maybe it, I just. If you did sell them the gun back when there were purchase permits, you were legally required to keep it forever, the purchase permit. Yeah, it sucks. Isn't that stupid? That is. That is fucking dumb. You're required to keep it forever. <laughs> Fuck you, and I'm not going to carry this fucking piece of paper around with me all my, enti- my entire life. What happens if I'm 90 years old on my deathbed and someone do- does like, horrible murders they commit like, yeah, like like 
and they leave. They stash <laughs> yeah. the gun, and they it's found, and they're like, "This is Adam's gun." <laughs> and then, and then you're 90 years old, and then you get the death penalty, and they just unplug you. <laughs> <laughs> unplug you. Oh shit. Damn, yeah, maybe I just should keep that little gun. I do like it a lot. Keep uh, and that, that would be that would be, oh so I got more questions about guns though, so but what do I do? Keep the gun. Keep the gun. Fix the your bike. Sell the bike. Shit. And damn. buy a toolbox. Sell the bike, buy a snap on. I don't want a fucking snap on. They're a waste of money. For not for the damn toolbox. You can get a different you nah fuck that shit. But I I see what you're saying though. Well that's what I'm saying. You could buy two snap ons. That's true. I could buy I could buy a fucking quarter of a snap on with how much they cost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding, but no, really if I wanted to buy one new, they're like four grand, I think, or some stupid shit like that. Or like I it it depends on the one you get, but Yeah. All right, but ask your other questions. We'll see if we can answer. um, You probably won't. So if if Jackie got her concealed carry, could I just have her carry one of my guns? Yes. But expect that if it goes to court, it's going to be... I mean, they're going to try... Messier, and, probably. It'll, it'll be messier, but... So I'll just, I'll just buy her one, then. Yeah, because you guys aren't married. So, if we were married, it would be different. Yeah, yeah, because then she's just she's legally just some other fucking person. Yeah, like girlfriend is not by law, you know. But it also the gun stuff is really complicated when it gets into court because it's usually really expensive to handle, and it also a lot of it is up to the jury. So how does that? Oh, that's so gay. Well, it's it's good. A court of your peers is like a something. Hey, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that the other day, like jury duty, because we were talking about it at work, and like I know, like even my friends, like just like grown ass people, like he was talking about, hey, how he had jury duty, and I'm like, damn, I would not want this motherfucker as my as like if I didn't know him. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a, like, you know, like everyone's just stupid, you know? Yeah. Maybe not everyone, but like so, some people just don't. How many? How big is a jury? Like, it's like 12 how people, many people or something. And they six, all have to agree. Six. It's like somewhere between six and 12, I'm going to guess. Pull that shit up, JMO. Okay. Hold on. My laptop's about to die. Hold on. Damn, what's this pod episode about? Oh. Farts and food. And cigars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. JMO, pull it up. What did you ask? What is um how much how big is How big is a jury? Because it has to be unanimous, right? Um and yeah, twelve. It is twelve. That's not enough people, honestly. 12 people you know how easy it is to get a room of 12 people to agree yeah mm-hmm. yeah because if most... it were like if it were like 20 people you know like 12 people like figure three of them are just keeping their mouth shut so they can get the fuck out of there more than that you know but... yeah all 12 probably if, if i was in a jury of randomly selected people 
I think that I could convince them whatever I wanted. <laughs> I think yeah, if, it was, if it was me and a, and eleven other people, I think I could c- decide for all of us. I, yeah, I think you probably could. I don't think I would be able to, but I oh, think you definitely. That's psychopathic. I just think I could. <laughs> well, Tyler's just. First of all, you're you're just a you like talking in general. Like I don't really like talking to people. I mean, I don't mind talking to people, but like, yeah, it's just not like like you get off on that shit a little oh, bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, <laughs> nah, but you're you're also just really good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, and also like you got good ideas. So I bet you could convince fucking twelve twelve people. You could easily convince twelve people to agree with you. Yeah. Um, but like, if there were twenty people, there's got to be like one person that's like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, so let's plan a trip, a motorcycle trip. Yeah, the second of December. That's when we're doing it. Yeah. Hey, I need. Or maybe I need third. some. I need some advice on tents and camping gear to get. What What all do I? Do I need to get, or should we not talk about this on the podcast? It might be a little long on the pod. I can I can send you some stuff after the pod. Hell yeah. Well, I'm about to go to the gym anyway, so I'll let y'all keep podding. Nice, nice. Whoa, it's a late gym for you. He always does this. I, I got fucking work all day, and then I had, we went to the damn grocery store, and then oh. I just, I've taken two shit since I've been home, and now, oh. dude, I, I, I took a shit, um, and then, like, the pre-workout, every time I take it, and I guess the caffeine just makes me up to shit immediately. Yeah, that, that's a part of the, the part of the system. <laughs> that's why the gym bathroom stinks yeah, so bad. It's always nasty in there. <laughs> There's always someone shitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, I'll, I'll let y'all go, but thanks for the info on the guns and the all that shit. And yeah, Heck yeah. yeah. I love the best pod ever. All right. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, dang. He, he, hung just, up. he hung right up. And that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. See you guys later. Yeah. Bye.